Daniel, do you ever think about doing uh, another Halloween special? Yes. Thought about today. Thought about how we need to start preparing for it. Right. You know, people already got their Christmas songs recorded. We haven't even started our Halloween special yet. Well, maybe when I start making that HBO money like you. Well, maybe it's now we've got now we've got the green light, right? Yeah, Project one, Green Light. That's yeah, one HBO. for you, one for me. You know what I'm saying? Jaw feel. Jaw feel, dude. Live and loud from the Live Loud Studios in Fayetteville, Arkansas. It is Sunday morning, football Sunday morning, and there's nobody I'd rather join with this morning than Quinn Carson. Quinn, it's Sunday morning. How are you doing today? Hey, you know, just because we're recording this on a Wednesday doesn't mean you have to plan for me to release this hours before football starts on Sunday. Quinn, it, we got a full slate of games ahead of us. I actually have to work today, so I'm not going to be able to watch most of the games, <laughs> but I've got a good feeling. How bad can it get? Just how goddamn bad can it get? This is by far the worst team that's ever sat in this locker room. You son of a bitches! You don't deserve a locker room! You don't deserve a locker room the way you're playing here! You should be playing without uniforms. You should be playing at your jocks. God damn it. Every time we get ready to play, I just want to throw up. I'm goddamn sick of watching you guys play. There's not one of you, not one of you that's learned how to win. We got hammered the last four games. And it stops right now. You keep playing the way you're playing, you're going to get your ass kicked tonight. So depressed, I don't even want to talk about it. I'm through fighting, you sons of bitches! You're the dumbest team I ever coached. You guys figure it out. Honestly, Christ, I just want to go home when I watch you guys play. Don't you boys understand? Don't, Don't you, you know, know how bad I want to see this team play? play? I want to see this team play so fucking bad I can taste it. I mean, for Christ, you boys. The only joy I get out of this life is knowing I have to watch you guys play for only 13 more games. God damn it! Studios in Fayetteville, Arkansas. It's the Vampire Journals podcast, starring Turd Ferguson and Smokin' Jay Cutler, featuring Mr. Solo Dolo and Deacon Dorf. Tonight's musical guest, the Bonafex Trees, and your host, Stan Pyre, the Vampire going to make the fucking difference between winning and losing. But I've got a good feeling that things are going to go my way today. This is a huge week, Daniel. This is 
This is you and me, mano a mano, vampire versus Quinn. If you beat me this week, you could steal a player. You know, the floodgates could open up. And last week, I didn't show much to show that I'm going to put up any defense. Yeah. And then crazy enough. Uh, we're also going head to head in the Ray Lewis League. Tune two big red bells is going uh, and squaring up against a brand new This Train is Bound for Glory. Quinn, you've uh, really remodeled your roster uh, during this past week. Yes. Um, things just, you know, after losing to Andy and going from one and two down to one and three, you know, I just don't. This was basically my week to turn it around and if it doesn't happen then it doesn't happen but yeah i reinvented my team i picked up jalen hurts and debo samuel to round off uh, my starting lineup and and even picked up two top 10 tight ends off the waiver wires so yeah i was really jealous about that dawson knox pickup uh i was taking a look and it it looks like uh you really just laid out a ton of different waiver wire moves um, so you're able to swap out a bunch of players at 3 a.m. Uh, I think that I had probably three or two waiver wires at least submitted, um, but probably just for the same player. So uh, you beat me out for that tight end, but I did come away with Latavius Murray. So uh, all was not lost. Um, now, Quinn, we did have on Thursday night, we saw the Rams play the Seahawks. That was a heck of a matchup. I don't think that we need to talk too much about that game i'm sure that everybody watched it um but we talked about how we are going head to head uh before we look at what's going on this coming week let's take a quick look at uh, last week's matchups not the marquee matchup but the uh this is going to be the hit of weed matchup of the week and so you're going to queue up that cough, unless I can produce one right now. Nope, I didn't go big enough. <laughs> Today's hit of weed is brought to you by LG Window Air Conditioners, providing heating and cooling needs for those without a central HVAC system. LG air conditioners and heaters offer supreme performance at a low-end cost. Reliable with digital thermostats and remote control options, we offer BTU options for rooms both small and large alike. LG Electronics, here for a brighter tomorrow. So this week's Hit of the Week matchup, Featured the biggest piehead of the group, Mr. Solo Dolo versus Robbie Courtway, third Ferguson. Uh, looks like Robbie came into it at a two and one record while Chase was coming in also at two and one. Uh, Quinn, what did the QPC projections for Flavortown week have in store for the Chase v. Robbie matchup? So last week for week four, Flavortown, I had Chase over turd ferguson and daniel i got that one right chase yep. ended up the battle 149 to 116 and you know we had him on the podcast early this week to talk uh and he was pretty happy with his team yeah well he didn't completely thrive in the uh the standard quinn scoring theory of uh, players scoring 20 points or more he did get a balanced effort across the board 
double digits from every player slash slot in a starting lineup led mm-hmm. by Mahomes 31 finally got a great week or a really good week from Jonathan Taylor put up 20.4 points uh Stefan Diggs we saw kind of uh rise to last season standard with 18 points and a standout performance from Buffalo kicker Tyler Bass 16 points on the afternoon and again like uh Chase pointed out Robbie uh, picked the wrong quarterback to play this week. It's, this, it's a big storyline of the Vampire League is that Robbie has these amazing quarterbacks that he drafts that he can never pick the right ones to play. Uh, Kyle Pitts, interesting. This has been some of you kind of picked on on Robbie's squad throughout the podcast season so far. Uh, should be mentioned earlier in the week, Washington tight end Logan Thomas yeah, he was placed on injured reserve Wednesday with a hamstring injury. So Robbie is down one tight end. His other tight end has been rather lackluster so far. Do you see that as a potential problem for the now two and two Moose Courtway moving forward? He's pretty thin. You know, people have wanted Kyle Pitts to go, but when I was looking at targets, uh, target statistics for tight ends this week, he was above all the free agents that were available this week in terms of targets. He may not have scored touchdowns or gotten that many yards just yet, but the amount of times that they're trying to consistently throw the ball uh, his way is still higher than anybody that's available left um, in this part of the season. So if Robbie can get Josh Allen, Derek Henry, and Devontae Adams and those people to all score on the same day, as well as getting more work out of Cooper Cup, he's going to be just fine to sort of maybe have a lighter uh, scoring attempt from the tight end position. Excellent work. Uh, let's take a look at the next matchup from last week's slate that pitted two and one smoking Jay Cutler against one and two Bonifex trees. Uh, Quinn, you saw a breakout performance from Austin Eckler getting mm. you 29 points, mm. but that was almost a lone bright <laughs> spot on a uh, matchup that saw your team struggle to put up points. Correct. Yeah, at the end of the day, Daniel, I just picked the wrong squad to play in fantasy football. They underperformed their projections, and then the guys on my bench just blew up. Terry McLaurin uh, scored 30 points, which was what DK Metcalf and Keenan Allen had combined. And then Alvin Kamara and DeAndre Swift combined for 21 points, which is pretty much exactly what Najee Harris got. So, you know, I could have had much more efficient scoring, and I just fucked up. And you know, I'm behind. A, I'm behind a rock and a hard place now in the standings. You know, another thing that stood out for me was Alvin Kamara. Anytime you can see 120 rushing yards next to his name, uh, you're going to be pretty pumped about it. But uh, really, was just completely absent in the passing game. Yeah, uh, of the top five running backs in fantasy football, period, across any league, wouldn't he be the one that is the biggest head scratcher this year? Yeah, and I think it's super interesting to uh, compare him to Jonathan Taylor, who we've been drawing comparisons to since draft day. Uh, We thought those were two of the biggest steals of the auction. Uh, But currently, Alvin Kamara running back 15 in fantasy scoring. Uh, Like he said, a high point of uh, 20 points in week three. Jonathan Taylor currently running back 20, a high score of 20.4 points. Um, I think really similar in terms of, you know, we probably had higher expectations for Kamara coming into the season, but a lot of people built up Jonathan Taylor as a top five 
uh, potential running back as well. So I think it's really interesting that uh, both of those players we thought were steals, but, um, you know, Kamara's uh, potentially slightly underperforming even a $20 value while Jonathan Taylor is getting really what you probably hope for in a $5 running back. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Daniel, for the sake of conversation this week, we're playing each other in the vampire league and I, my running back core is, I think it's pretty deep, you know, it's a small league, but it's, it's, I don't know who to start tonight, you know? Yeah. You know, I think you. it's a good problem to have. Uh, I think you built your roster pretty similarly to how I like to build it in terms of uh, compromising depth at maybe wide receiver or other slots uh, and filling it with running back depth. I think you, uh, you, uh, you balanced it well in terms of having players that were known commodities uh, with players that you kind of expect to break out or either have a chance to do something special. So, you know, I'm not trying to suck you off completely, but I will tip my cap to you. And uh, I think we're finally seeing players like Najee Harris get involved in the passing game. Um, that's really kind of boosted his numbers. It will be interesting to see kind of what went on with Chris Carson last week, putting up four points uh, what he's able to do this coming week. Uh, but uh, quickly, before we do get to the uh, marquee matchup of the week, let's take a look across the board at Smoke and Jake Cutler's team that uh, put up 142 for the week, advanced to 3-1. and one. And uh, Steven's team, after uh, looking like they took a, a shot uh, after the McCaffrey injury last week, really showed up ready to play this year, uh, this week. It was kind of a tie ball game all the way down the score sheet until we broke into the tight end position or, or excuse me, past the tight end position and the flex and the defense and the kicker just uh, really was a, was a, a big staple. I mean, the bills defense scored 21 points this week and Saquon had 29 points. So the fact that there was, you know, 50 points on the board in the flex and the defensive position uh, was pretty much the reason why, uh, you know, that's the deficit of 142 to 118 right there. Yeah. Um, looking on Steven's bench, it's really kind of a kind of an oddball assortment of players. We saw Corey Davis put up 21 last week. Um, let's see. I want to see real quick. Uh, week one, he put up 26.7 points. So two 20-point efforts, sandwiched uh, 2.8 outing and 9.1 outing. So tell me, Corey Davis currently wide receiver number 20, but we've seen several breakout weeks. Do you think he's going to be a viable option for Steven moving forward, or is he depth uh, a depth security blanket exclusively? I think, interestingly enough, Steven probably is running – he's running three running backs in his starting lineup. So I think with Julio Jones out on an injury – Corey Davis is his number three wide receiver right now. And I don't know if that's the best place to be. I think he would rather have a healthy Julio Jones to be a stopgap before having to rely on, on Corey Higgins or Corey Davis or T Higgins returning from what I think was like a shoulder injury. The other issue we look at is that he might not have much bench depth that is actually uh, tasty. Functional. Yeah. 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 You know, ultimately, uh, from the QPC projections, from that sort of standpoint, I got him winning a lot of games this year. I got him finishing. Oh yeah, let's 11 touch and on three. what did uh, what did Flavor Town predict for this matchup? Sorry, 
Oh, yeah, yeah. So uh, this week it was uh, I bet against myself. I bet that that Jay would win. Okay. And this so was currently 2-0. So you said you told me that uh, you didn't know that Stephen had anybody tasty on the bench. But I'm going to tell you why Stephen's bench had at least a couple of tasty treats on it, as well as cover the marquee matchup from week four. That and even more coming up after this. Well, I'm Chad Hemsworth, star of Coat Rack 2, and this is a Miller Light. Inside a Miller Light is a fine Pilsner beer brewed with the highest quality ingredients. We use choice hops from the Pacific Northwest, as well as Noble Saws hops, to deliver more taste, aroma, and color. With only 96 calories for 12 ounces. Miller Light, a fine Pilsner beer. And we're back. Daniel, last week it was claimed you had a gaping hole in your roster. And we came into this week's marquee matchup of the week with Stampire the Vampire versus Deacon Dorf. And that may just be true. What do you think, my old friend? Man, I wouldn't say it was gaping, but uh, Kurt certainly sees the gap nonetheless. Um, it was a thorough, thorough, thorough thrashing. Yes, 177.2 to 96.86. First time, I, uh, first time I failed to break 100 points on the season. And pretty much everything that could have gone wrong went wrong for me. Pretty much, uh, well, not everything went right for Kurt, but <laughs> enough went right to get 177. Well, you know, I'm going to go ahead and say right now that we can probably call Tyree Kill the vampire killer. Uh, he certainly helped Kurt drive the stake into me this week. But if we think back to last year, uh, when I went head-to-head against Steven, who put up a big number, I don't have those numbers right in front of me, but what I do have is Tyree Kill's numbers, uh, and he was the person who saved the day for me and was able to uh, take the Vampire down a notch late in the season. Tyree Kill registered 13 catches for 269 yards and three touchdowns against the Chiefs. Um, so I think that Tyree Kill's honestly probably... Uh, one of the most dangerous weapons against the vampire him and uh, somebody like Derrick Henry who's also capable you know basically it's got to be somebody who's getting yards and touchdowns and those guys both fit the bill as somebody who are able to do that consistently I hear you there well so Daniel was there ever a thought that you um, you know could have pulled this out did you have any hopes at any point or uh, you know Debo Samuel 35 points on your side is he going to become a staple in your offense yeah I mean he's been in there locked in every week uh, he's been super reliable Daryl Henderson uh, it was exciting to see him come back after the rib injury and put up 16.6 points I think those dudes are locked in as starters uh, Brady had a tough time against New England, 11 uh, fantasy points. But I think that's just a blip, an aberration. And, uh, you know, obviously there were a lot of circumstances going on there. So uh, for the time being, he's locked in at uh, quarterback. Uh, but everything else is a question mark. I danced with Brandon Cooks last week. Uh, he managed to salvage a terrible outing by the Texans, put up 9.7 points. 
Higby filled the tight end with Gronk out, put up 7.6. Mike Williams really let me down with 2.1 points on Monday night, but at that point it was too late. So, um, you know, I'm a little more, uh, you know, it's a little less of a committed relationship with Mike Williams after that. I am kind of uh, seeing what my other options are, but otherwise, you know, it's tough. Cordell Patterson, 34 on the bench, but I don't feel terrible about having him on the bench. Um, you know, he's boomer bust and it's just, uh, you know, one of those players, when you feel like you put him in the starting lineup, he's going to get you four points. Right. So, you know, earlier this week, Chase and I talked a couple of times about you, Daniel, you've had got Cordell in both, uh, leagues and you had him on your bench in both situations leading to, uh, your losses. So he's yet to bust. Do you think he comes back down to earth in week five against the Jets? But with versus the Jets, do you see him potentially busting or might we see him in the starting lineup? You know, it's hard to say. Um, I'm just sort of regurgitating stats from uh, other outlets. But, you know, Mike Davis is still getting like twice as many touches as Cordell Patterson. Um, he's getting a lot of rushing options and you know, it's no secret to anybody who's done a little research that most of... Do you Patterson's mean Mike Davis points, or Mike Williams, the receiver? Mike Davis, the sorry, uh, Mike Davis, the running back out of Atlanta, his teammate. Is uh, getting the same amount of touches, if not more. No, he's getting like twice as many like running back touches, carries, I should oh, say. Oh, okay. Um, and that stayed consistent each week. And so, um, you know, again, it's no secret to anybody that's looked at it that most of Patterson's points have come... Uh, from receiving opportunities and touchdowns. And you just worry about touchdown regression with somebody uh, who's in their age 30 season and hasn't done anything like this before. And it's just hard to gauge anything because I feel like Matt Ryan's really bad this year. Um, You know, Calvin Ridley has not been the same as he was last year. Obviously, Julio Jones is gone, but Kyle Pitts uh, as well is underwhelmed. And excuse me, I'm going to burp. Ooh, that was a good one. Um, it's just it makes it really worrisome even uh or especially against a team like the jets you know if uh jets defense is not if the jets defense is not very good uh they're currently number 32 opponent against fantasy running backs then uh you know mike davis might really do something with all those carries i feel like it's got to be a close game or atlanta having to come back that really gives cordell patterson a lot of his value. And so if they're front running against the jets, um, it's hard to see me putting them in the starting lineup in either league. Uh, I think the biggest reason, uh, the biggest help he's going to provide is in big red bells as uh, insurance or backup. If uh, Dalvin cook or Zeke Elliott aren't able to go. So mm-hmm. with that, Daniel, I want to take a quick break and when we come back, I got some uh, big picture stuff to talk about the QPC projections. Oh uh, uh, you know. yeah. Uh, real quick. What was the uh, projection? Uh, oh, was- well, you know, uh, I had Deacon Dorf beating you, Daniel. So I went three went and three and this, this week. Congratulations. Yeah, Great job. yeah. So we'll be right back after this quick commercial break. Now, as Anna's boat rack biz is on the verge of going international, love gets in the way. Coming this winter, starring Reese Witherspoon and Chad Hemsworth, Coat Rack 2. I'm a first take kind of guy, Daniel. Coming this winter, 
Boat Rack to Fuck. This beer break is brought to you by Bliss Lemon and Sage. Refreshing body wipes with natural deodorant. Shower to go. These ultra soft cooling wipes cleanse away dirt, oil, and sweat instantly with no sticky residue. A plant-based aluminum-free deodorant neutralizes and removes odors while aloe vera and vitamin E hydrate and nourish. Perfect for post-gym, travel, or anytime you need an instant refresh. Wipe over any area on the body that needs refreshing. Air dry and do not flush. Did you know the average shower is 13 minutes long? Use these wipes instead and you'll get 12 minutes back in your life. Hashtag efficiency FTW. That's bliss. Clean, no animal testing, vegan, lemon sage refreshing body wipes. That's bliss. Visit us at blissworld.net, Los Angeles, California, 90036. Hear Quinn Carson on the new HBO show, Somebody Somewhere. Coming this fall. And we're back. And Quinn, before that exciting commercial break, you said you had something to offer to me. You had a uh, conversation piece. Is that right? Yeah, Daniel. I'm sitting here nine and three this year in the QPC projections. What do you think of that? It's pretty impressive. Most impressive yet. It seems like you're really hitting your stride in uh, year four of this thing. Yeah, you know, I see a couple storylines developing um, week five. It's the test. It's the name of this week. And I've got Smoking Jay Cutler. And I'd say that if he wins this week, I might say he. you might even put him in as an early season lock to the playoffs. But I don't think it's time to start doing that kind of thing for the Vampire League just yet. I've got him losing to Chase this week. Yeah, well, you know, the reason you might not be ready to make a commitment like that is that uh, anything can happen at any time in the Vampire League. And uh, along those lines, we saw our first trade of the week this week between Smoke and Jay Cutler and Turd Ferguson. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Quint, uh, this might have seemed like a good deal for one or both teams involved, but... Uh, for some of the other people around the league, this was a head scratcher. What do you think about this uh, this trade? Well, uh, you know, Daniel, I, I happen to take a look at draft theory quite a bit here with my QPC projections. And this trade falls right in line. A statement from Stephen Fox even this week that his main goal was securing a defense that was going to be performing the week that he played the vampire. Uh, he had a week that was uh, he had a defense that would be on a bye week uh, playing you a second time through. So he needed to trade his defense and that's what he got out of it. Yeah. Interesting uh, inside information uh, from the vampire commissioner himself. Uh, you were the only one to veto that trade. Yes, that's true. Um, I did decide to veto, you know, I'm one in three in this league and I don't know if I'll be able to make the playoffs if I keep losing like this. And I've kind of been thinking long and hard about this, Daniel. And if I can beat you this week, I only play you one more time. Um, but for the next five weeks after that, or four weeks, I could potentially 
you know, sort of hope for the demise of the rest of the league um, and have you beating them and hopefully that you could feed on them so that they could all be losing to you and to others and I could hopefully start winning and then only play you one more time the rest of the season. We know so, the best way for you to help me beat other people would be for you to just lose this week. No, no. See, the first thing is if I can win and I can go two and three and then I start betting for everybody to lose, then I have a potential of catching up in the playoff race. And that first starts with me vetoing a trade like this so that I could keep, you know, Steven on a weaker footing when he plays the vampire later in the season and potentially put myself on an island this year and just kind of go big or go home with who I've got and, uh, you know, just hope that everybody else uh, crashes and burns around me and I survive to the playoffs. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Cool. What was your next question? Well, let's talk about let's talk about the trade that happened specifically. Uh Daniel, what were the specifics of the trade? So the specifics of the trade were as follows. Uh Smoking Jay Cutler received Mike Evans, Tampa Bay wide receiver in the Indiana Colts defense in exchange for the Buffalo Bills defense, currently the number 1 ranked defense in number 20 wide receiver Corey Davis from the New York Jets. Um, you know, on paper, uh, Davis, number 20 wide receiver, 59 points. Evans, the number 18 receiver with 63 points. So only four separate the two, uh, while Mike Evans might carry the bigger name of the bunch. Um, tell me, how do you think about that exchange? Uh, also the Bills, the number one fantasy defense, but the Colts don't sleep on them. They're number seven fantasy defense. Well, sticking to the wide receivers, you know, we just got done talking about Corey Davis in our last segment. And in this case, you've got a guy that's potentially boomer bust, someone who's dealing with a rookie quarterback. In Mike Evans, you have a, a wide receiver that's a part of a large uh, skill position grouping with Antonio Brown, Chris Godwin, uh, Rob Gronkowski will return. And then even receiving out of the backfield this last week was Leonard Fournette. So there's a lot of guys to throw to, and Mike Evans might create a, a, not a boomer bust, but a, a more of a, a smaller uh, floor-to-ceiling sort of area. Mm -hmm. So this is the first, uh, first trade of the season in the Vampire League. Quinn, you're always uh, trying to hype up trades. Do you feel a little jealous you weren't involved in the first trade of the league year i always am dude um but then again you know these guys tried to get to work on monday to fix their team from something that happened on sunday or something that was going to happen um later on in the season which was surely what steven started trying to do um i love trades and i think in this league it's super important to keep uh trading in mind and uh sometimes teams will help each other out as they enter vampire uh matchups but you know at this point you got to be excited for all the trades you just got to hope that like later on the season if you need one uh, that you can go out and find one with uh, with a good deal now uh at one and three currently at fifth place you're <laughs> on the outside looking in on the playoff picture that only features four teams do you feel like that is going to dissuade some of the other teams from the five families from engaging with trades with you 
basically, you think they're going to wean you off to uh, keep you at the bottom of the standings. Do you think that's in play? Right. I mean, I had to consider that when I thought about vetoing that trade offer just because the idea that, you know, if they're not going to help me out later because I don't seem to be much of a, you know, much of an asset to them, uh, then I don't know if I can, you know, rely on, on, on supporting their trade claims or, 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 or their defenses against the vampire. But one of the big things about the league that keeps everybody sort of honest is that like throughout the year, we'll have to play the vampire and if you feel strongly enough that you can help this player uh, protect their roster from you getting stronger and stronger until the next time that person plays them, then, you know, I think that's how a lot of activity uh, gets started. You know. Yeah, so follow-up question. Since you were not involved in the trade we've been talking about, uh, what is the current status of the five families? And follow-up, if uh, the five families are inactive, do you think you're the odd man out and there is a four family scenario going on? You know, I am potentially the odd man out because I haven't really heard much from the four families. Um, so I don't know, dude, like at the end of the day, I lost three of my first four games and to have any chance to make the playoffs, I might just have to hope that they get their players stolen by you. And that, you know, if I can get you started at zero and five, maybe that will be enough to survive uh, long enough and for you to, to capture some people and, you know, lose some games and keep, keep knocking people down for me while I try and get through to the playoffs. Yeah. And so, uh, like you said, week five, you call the test and it is going to be a test of your teams. Um, you know, uh, you sit at one and three in the vampire league, but you're currently projected to come out. You got a 15 point margin, uh, victory in the Vampire League, uh, 141.8 to 126.9 uh, for the Vampire. Uh, and tell me, uh, we saw Camara kind of underwhelmed. Seattle as a whole kind of underwhelmed. Um, how, do, how confident do you feel going into today, Sunday's matchup against the uh, Vampire? Well, you know, I don't want to lie. If you look right now, you can see that Camara is playing out of my flex position. And, um, you know, I've kind of like, I just don't know what to do uh, in some senses. I've just got a lot of options at this running back position with Najee Harris and Austin Eckler. And then when you get to Kamara and the flex, I'm going to rely on hopefully a bounce back effect. Uh, and if he ends up, uh, you know, not under and underperforming and I lose and you steal a player from me, and if it's not him that you steal, I tell you what, I'm probably going to like in any way bench him anyway. <laughs> you know, and it's worth mentioning. Um, we did say that the Seahawks and the Rams played on Thursday night. Uh, I have Daryl Henderson. You have Russell Wilson, DK Metcalf. Uh, but like we said at the top of the show, we're not going to talk about that game. Everybody watched that game. and We know what happened. Uh, and so we're just looking forward to the games on Sunday and Monday. Sunday being today, obviously. Um, so that is the marquee matchup of week five, the test. Uh, let's uh, transition to what will be the uh, weed hit of the week matchup. And that's going to feature, again, we got to follow the biggest pothead of the group, Mr. Solo Dolo, Chase Vickery. 
Of course. He's, he's gone head to head against Smoke and Jay Cutler. Ironically, two smokers going against each other. Currently, Steven has a 52% chance of victory, according to ESPN. Looks like 130, uh, just an aside. Uh, seems to be kind of the threshold score uh, projection that you kind of need uh, to feel comfortable against the vampire. I'm noticing that now uh, does also bear mentioning that if we look at the league standings, I do have the worst defense in the league by a large margin. I've had 679 points scored against me going into the week. Next closest, Quinn, uh, you're more than 100 points under me at 566. So I got to tip my cap to you guys. You guys are setting really good lineups. Uh, maybe you guys did a good job of looking ahead and looking at week-to-week matchups when you played the Vampire. Whatever you did, it's working so far through four weeks. Um, but enough about me. Let's get back to that uh, weed-smoking matchup of the week. Smoking Jay Cutler, Mr. Solo Dolo. What does the test say is going to happen in this matchup? Well, I've got Chase winning, and right now it may just come to uh... – to fruition if uh steven's lineup is as injured as it looks uh right now he's got five players in his starting lineup who are in the questionable designation including christian mccaffrey who's moved who's been moved since the beginning of this podcast from the ir into the starting position yeah you know when you talk to chase on monday he said he felt really good about his team um you know, I, I see Diggs against Kansas City in tonight's matchup. And I think that's going to be a shootout. Um, you know, Jonathan Taylor playing tomorrow night, Monday night. Uh, we'll see if he can continue that hot streak. You can always seemingly rely on Pat Mahomes. So got a f- solid base there. Um, Steven, like you said, a lot of questionable players. So uh, as much as it pains me to root against a former vampire, uh, I think I'm going to stick with the QPC projections. I think I got Chase winning this one as well. I love it. Yeah. And so that brings us to our third and final matchup of the week, a.k.a. the other matchup of the week. And this week's other matchup of the week is brought to you by Paps Blue Ribbon. I'm going to get some water. Okay. Maybe do better this next segment. I don't know. (laughs) The original Paps Blue Ribbon Beer. Nature's choicest products provide its prized flavor. Only the finest of hops and grains are used. Selected as America's Best in 1893. The original Blue Ribbon Beer. Paps Blue Ribbon. So this week's matchup features Turd Ferguson versus Deacon Dorf. And don't sleep on the third matchup of the week because this one has a lot to offer. Uh, Kurt Taylor currently has the highest percentage chance of making playoffs. According to ESPN, he sits at three and one, uh, while Turd Ferguson's sitting at two and two on the season. This one's close. ESPN gives Kurt a 51% chance of victory. Currently projected as 149 to 143. Uh, two teams that put up the two highest single scores on the season. I think this one has all the makings of a potential shootout. Quinn, who do you have coming out on top of this one? This is a good one, uh, Daniel. I've got Turd Ferguson continuing his losing streak (laughs) (laughs) this week uh, against Kurt. I've got Kurt beating. This is going to get more fun. By the way, as the season goes on, because you projected Robbie to go one and thirteen, right? 
Yes, and and it's going to get more and more fun <laughs> week after week to ask you who you've uh, projected to win in Robbie's matchups. Exactly. Yeah, we'll just see how wrong I am. But you know, if he goes two and ten, like <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't be that far off. <laughs> yeah, Nostradamus got the month wrong. You know what I mean? Um, I got Robbie losing this week. But I mean, the real question is, is like, is Cooper Cup going to save the day? And does Kyle Pitts and CeeDee Lamb show up? Yeah, and so tell me, a lot of people, myself included, expect a uh, shootout tonight between Kansas City and Buffalo. Uh, that would include Buffalo quarterback Josh Allen, obviously, that belongs to Robbie. Uh, however, he's also got Aaron Rodgers going off today at noon against Cincinnati. Uh, we know that Robbie is a tough time picking the right quarterback. Is the obvious choice in Allen the right choice today, Quinn? I think that uh, if I had to say, will Robbie pick the right quarterback to play? I think you got to trust the legs of Josh Allen over uh, Aaron Rodgers tearing up a Bengals offense uh, in the morning uh, out in Cincinnati. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go with uh, Josh Allen down in Kansas City at night. All right. Well, that's very exciting. Uh, and oh, oh, we didn't, we didn't cover our matchup yet. I mean, real quick. I mean, real quick in the QPC projections, Daniel. I've got me holding court. I've got me beating you this week. Yeah, you know, uh, ESPN gives a fifty-four percent chance odds in your favor, one forty-one to one twenty-six. Um, I'm expecting a bounce back from Brady. Thinking I'm going to roll my dice with Damian Williams, David Montgomery's replacement in Chicago. Still expecting big things from Debo out in San Francisco. So my team's got a shot. A couple of mix-ups, Dawson Knox at tight end, Jamar Chase in the flex. Um, You know, Mike Williams is going to ride the pine for a week. I'm going to see if Jamar Chase has some touchdown juju. Uh, but across the board, I see you've made some roster adjustments as well. And so, um, you know, I've said a couple times, and I, I'm probably seeing overdramatic, but I just really don't know if I'm going to win a game this year. You guys drafted really well. You guys have really good health overall for your team. So, um, you know, I said I've switched my lineup a little bit, but, um, you know, it's going to take something special for me to win, and I just don't know that it's going to be this week. Well, Daniel, let me tell you, when I when I come in here next week, 12 and 3 in the QPC projections, uh, we'll have to get Kurt back on the line, see what he thinks. Absolutely. Uh, and, st- and speaking of on the <laughs> line, hold the line, love isn't always on the time by Toto. I don't think we have uh, the rights to Toto. Yeah, for this. yeah, yeah. You're right. But you know what we do have? We do have rights to a brand new hit song hit theme song daniel from this She's summer. in a strange place yeah from exactly it's already stuck in my head too man i sing it i sing it in the car every morning on the way to the studio folks it's the new theme song to this summer's blockbuster soon to come out hit movie Cody. i am blue it's a Cody. banger man it's a banger uh, well, also, like, I've seen this band perform live countless times. And, you know, each performance is something completely unique. 
it's uh, really improvised on the spot. It's like improvisation. It's very Grateful Dead uh, in terms of, you know, they got a structure, but shit's different every time with them. And, uh, you know, I just expect big things uh, moving forward. Right. So with no further ado, folks, turn up your stereo. This is Coat Rack Blues. And you will find me on a boat, on a boat, on a boat. Correct I am blue.
That was Coat Rack Blues, ladies and gentlemen. Daniel, when was the last time you played drums? Last time I played drums would have been up at uh, Simon House's uh, actual house. You know, you know the house. I've been there. You've been there. Um, beautiful estate up in Bentonville, Arkansas. But it's been a while. You know, it's probably been six, eight months at least. Amazing. You know, we've got uh, some old jam tapes that we're going to have to release soon. Of us yeah, can't playing. wait for the remastered uh, the remastered tapes from the old shirts. You know, it's seen several variations over its period of time. Uh, you know, my proudest moment is that uh, I had somebody who plays uh, trombone just slaying keyboard for us. It was pretty impressive stuff. Yeah, I like it. It's like one of those great albums when you look at the liner notes, and you're like, oh, this play, this guy uh, played timbales, huh? Yeah. Well, speaking of trombone players slaying keys, Quinn, I imagine that your keyboard was pretty busy this last week for the Ray Lewis League. You've completely reshaped your roster, it seems, including uh, trades, free agent acquisitions, waiver acquisitions. You're a busy man this week. Tell me about it. Yeah, Daniel. Uh, I lost to... Owen three siren house uh speak of the devil uh this week he got his first win over me so uh andy's playoffs hopes are still alive and mine seem to be dwindling uh like a dying star we did call that an elimination matchup correct correct we did so uh that that loser is walking out of town but before i did that i thought i'd i'd throw one last hail mary i did pick up Two top ten tight ends uh, off the waiver wire this yep. week in in uh, Dawson Knox and Dalton Schultz, and uh, I added a top ten uh, quarterback in Sam Darnold. I traded for soon to come off the IR Michael Thomas. I obtained Debo Samuel, and. I think the best catch I got of the whole week is uh, currently ranked number four overall quarterback Jalen Hurts onto my team. And all that was attained ultimately uh, for, excuse me, Mike Williams, Derek Carr, and um, Chris Godwin. Yeah. So uh, Wednesday, October 6th was an absolutely nuts day in the Ray Lewis League. Uh, Quinn, I'm going to start. At 3 a.m. Wednesday, October 6th, when uh, waivers processed for that day. Uh, Siren House dropped Trevor Lawrence, added Chicago running back Damian Williams. Sandusky Shower with a defense swap, uh, dropping the Bengals, adding the Raiders. This train bound for glory drops Peyton Barber, adds Dalton Schultz. Anal Fisters adds Samaj P. Ryan, Cincinnati running back. Stephen Fox adds Joe Burrow, Cincinnati quarterback. Hudson Stud drops Brian Edwards, adds AJ Green. Big Red Bells drops Sony Michelle, adds Latavius Murray. Uh, ACK Atlantic City Knockouts drops Rondale Moore, adds Jameson Crowder. This train bound for glory drops Dolphins defense, adds Dawson Knox. Anal Fisters drops Gabriel Davis, adds Van Jefferson. HUD the stud drops Terrence Marshall, adds Josh Gordon. All of those transactions happened at 3 a.m. Uh, shortly <laughs> at 3.50, HUD stud drops Titans defense, adds Falcons defense. 13 hours later, 4.50 p.m., Purple Rain drops Mark Ingram and then trades Jalen Hurts and Michael Thomas to this train is bound for glory. For Mike Williams, 
Derek Carr for 50. A second trade goes through. This trade about for glory trades Chris Godwin for Devo Samuel. Uh, two hours later, 7.08, this train's bound for glory, drops Logan Thomas, adds Brandon Bolden a minute later at 7.09. 7.12, this train bound for glory, adds Sam Darnold, and at 7.12 as well, this train bound for glory, drops Brandon Bolden, added a mere five minutes prior, drops Brandon Bolden, adds Alex Collins to the roster. All those moves happen Wednesday, October 6th. Crazy day, and Quinn, you completely reshaped your schedule. We talked about the trade a little bit. Tell me about a couple of uh, your uh, biggest free agent moves here. Well, I think where I had my flashlight pointed this week, I got everything done that I wanted. Um, with the tight ends, you know, I had Logan Thomas, so him going on the IR affected me directly in this league. So I was without a tight end on my bench, and so I was about to be without a tight end on my squad. Um, but I'd say the number one pickup for me was at the very end. I just made a bunch of stuff and I'm throwing a Hail Mary to try and get back in the league. And at some point you just got to try and have fun with fantasy football too. And Alex Collins got 10 carries, the same amount of carries as Daryl Williams did last week. And he scored 15 points was the same amount as, uh, or more than double Brandon Bolden's score from last week. And so I was just like, let's run with Alex and have a Razorback on my squad on the bench and if you know um if he does blow up or if or, or you know more of a worst case scenario chris carson uh gets injured then you know at least i have someone fun that i really want to succeed uh someone i'm cheering for in fantasy so that's probably actually like the biggest thing is that there's actually like a spot on my squad for like a, a razorback that i could develop and cheer for whereas like hunter henry is not really a razorback he can cheer for like he's really stressful to have that's why he's like on he he started on rosters this year but he really has not done anything and so now he's back to the free agency like no one wants to actually have him on his thing so it was cool to see uh, uh, alex collins pop and uh, to put him on my 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 roster this week Speaking of pop, uh, coming up after this, we're going to pop off all of the Week 5 matchups the Ray Lewis League. Coming up after this. Hi, my name's Daniel Week, and on behalf of Waterbeds Everywhere, I'd like to say, have you considered giving us a shot, Chase? What's not to love about sloshing around like a choppy boat dock at sea? And tired of pets on the bed? Say no more. Waterbeds, it's a new wave. Is there like a character of the 2021 football season yet? Like who's surprised us the most or something? Ah, uh, come on, we have all right. Anyway, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. No, I'm sorry. I mean, I'm sorry to like, yeah, just leave you with a two-hour fucking mess of you know, football. Yeah. I mean, if it was, you know, that's another reason to move to California. It'd only be what 11:52. Yeah, but you still would have worked till 10 out here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Fair point. Fair point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I didn't think about it like that. <laughs> That's some deep shit, Shane. That's some deep shit. <laughs> All right.
So, and one of the biggest takeaways I had uh, when I talked to you off air about the trade was that you were excited in getting a running quarterback in Jalen Hurts. Also considering you picked up another uh, at least semi-successful running quarterback and number eight fantasy quarterback, Sam Darnold. Uh, you got a two-headed monster running quarterbacks with Hurts leading the way. Uh, is that going to be enough to turn your season around? I'm happy relying on these two guys after drafting Joe Burrow and riding him for two weeks. I've been wanting a running quarterback for some time, and I felt like I missed out in both drafts this year in drafting a true scrambling quarterback. Um, so it was kind of a, an asset to me that I think I hadn't ever utilized well in fantasy football as yet. And that's getting a quarterback that throws uh, Jalen hurts has a bye week on week 14. So in this sense, if I have both of them throughout the whole season, you know, I'll be able to use them late in the year. Uh, one coming off of a bye week and some rest and hopefully the other one, um, you know, will glide right in right before the playoffs that I've made because I would have turned my season around. You well, I'm going to tell you all about this week's matchups. I'm going to tell you all about why my team's so good. And I'm even going to make one block <laughs> for another playoff contender in the league. All that after this. Moose Corway here. Tonight, one-time special, $25 trombones. We got all sorts. Tenor, alto, maybe soprano? Come on down. Get a trombone from your boy, Rob Dog the Bone. Come bone one out. Moose special. He will make sure you are lubed up right. Also, suck my antlers. And we're back, and Quinn, what we're going to take a look at now is the Week 5 matchups for the Ray Lewis League. Uh, you've got a little theme lined out, so why don't you run the point on this one? Yeah, Daniel, as you know, Monday was the Monday Night Raw draft, correct? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So uh, this week I've got, a, uh, I've got a whole pay-per-view event set up um, for this week's uh, six matchups in the Ray Lewis League. Are you ready? Let's start out with uh, we've got a tag team title fight. How about that? Let's start with that one. Tag team title, Daniel. So this one is going to be a game this week where each team has is coupling two players from the same team uh, to go against each other or to go against the, their opponent. And that's going to be Z-Hud the Stud versus Johnsonville Brats, Daniel. Uh, Z-Hud the Stud right now is projected to win 110 to 107, but man, he's bringing in Kyle Pitts and the Atlanta defense and special teams to try and take the belt from Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams. Daniel, do you think they're going to come in and win this tag team title match to start our pay-per-view off? Man, this is an excellent start to the pay-per-view. Uh, current projections are 110 to 107 in Hud the Stud's favor. Um, you know, it's uh, you know, even though Hud the Stud has the projected win and he might come away with the win, even though it is week five, I'm prepared right now to make my third playoff lock of the season. That's for the defending champion, three and one Tristan Weaver. 
Uh, Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams are just probably the strongest battery unit in the league. Um, and I think both of these are solid squads. But the stud does have a heck of a chance to win this week. And you know what? I'm going to go ahead and do that too. I'm going to lock in Hud the stud as a victory this week. And I'm going to parlay it with Tristan Weaver making the playoffs. Daniel, how many jelly beans would you put on that one? I'm going to say four red jelly beans that are my favorite, but then 10 of the buttered popcorn ones. That's a pretty high, that's a pretty high, high level, man. Uh, I'd like that's to see how, how confident many, I feel. Yeah. I'd like to see how many jelly beans you end up with the rest of the year. Well, Daniel, the next fight is going to be one that's been more of a storyline than anything. There's no titles up for grabs tonight in this one. It's going to be a buried alive match. So, just offer your thoughts. My you God, do? that's an Undertaker's <laughs> Exactly. So, as you know, it's a buried alive match. There's an opportunity for you to get buried alive and get sent down. I think this could be another sort of loser leaves home matchup this week uh, for these two competitors. And it's actually going to be between you and me, Dan. Yeah. This train's bound for glory at one and three is taking on big red bells at two and two now daniel if you lose you go to a losing record two and three and i'd actually get the same record at that point tied with a with a tiebreaker at two and three so uh this buried alive match uh once you break it down for us yeah sure so i think the interesting thing about this is that if we were to go to two and three that's sort of one of those pay-per-views that sets up another pay-per-view down the road um because, you know, there could be a log jam there right around 500. But currently, ESPN gives me a 60% chance of victory. I'm projected for 1270 or 108. Um, so for you, obviously, it's a big week with this revised and renewed roster. Uh, for me, it's relying on old trustees, guys like Dumb Cook, Zeke Elliott, uh, the two keepers on my team, Dak Prescott, I've danced with before as well. Um, so I need that Dallas offense to keep riding hot against uh, the Giants. I need Dalvin Cook to return uh, to health and form. But I feel confident about my squad this week. I was jealous of Dawson Knox, but Jared Cook, my tight end, had a good showing last Monday night. Uh, and you still have to deal with Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Um, so you've got your own uh, dark spots on your team. So, um, you know, I commend what you did. You got guys like Michael Thomas that can eventually come back off of IR. Uh, but uh, sorry, buddy, this week I got to send you to one and four. All right, Daniel. I'm going to be trying to dig out of the dirt as much as I can and see if I can't end up pulling you inside there with me. Our next bout tonight is going to actually feature the intercontinental title, Daniel. One of my favorite favorite championships in wwe history uh, you got a favorite intercontinental title champion it was usually a title that you were on you would win on the way to seeing if you could make it to that heavyweight championship no no i don't you know we've got some some intercontinental some fam well famous intercontinental title holders uh would have been uh stone cold steve austin when he was uh coming off of a neck injury before the neck injury he won the intercontinental title and then he was and that was post king of the ring victory and he had that sort of title for a while if you remember he threw it in the river <laughs> do you remember that on monday night raw so that was that was one of my favorite ones 
and then also The Rock was a holder of the Interno- Intercontinental title for quite a minute while Stone Cold was champion. So uh, for this fight, I thought a great category for this would be this is the game that has the most uh, players that are performing not on Sunday. So the most te- the two teams that have the most players on Monday and Thursdays is actually going to be two and two Stephen Fox versus one and three Andy Martin at Siren House versus Purple Rain just to lift off the players not playing overseas, if you will, this week. It would be Russell Wilson on Thursday, DK Metcalf as well, uh, and yeah, then we they already played. Right, they've already played. Uh, sorry, there's a time difference issue we've We're got just, here. Well, we said at the top of the podcast, we're not going to talk about the Thursday night game. It already happened. Right, right. And we're, we're on to tomorrow's game with Justin Tucker on Monday night, uh, Mark Andrews on Monday, and Jonathan Taylor on Monday. So we've got five players in this game of, uh, you know, 14 possible slots are performing uh, not on Sunday. Yeah, uh, you made a reference to London. Interestingly enough, neither of these teams contain a Jet or a Falcon playing at 8.30 a.m. U.S. time, but uh, playing overseas over in jolly old London town. Oh, totally. Wait, when is that happening? At 8.30 a.m. Sunday today. It already happened. It's <laughs> happening right now as we record this podcast. We're having trouble. You know, it's we, we don't wake up early on Sunday mornings to record this. You know, this is it's a special occasion because of this London game. Yeah. Well, Daniel, no pay-per-view is worth buying if there isn't a hardcore title ladder match at stake. Right? No doubt. Yep, our hardcore title is going to feature uh, one of the only players in the league with the with an actual emblem, and that's Team Kissing Cousins and his skull. He's going to take on Jay Moneybags, both teams two and two, climbing up the ladder to see who can grab gold this year and make the playoffs. Daniel, I've got this really close. This is a 113 to 105 projection, uh, but I don't believe projections in the case of this one. I think this is anyone can go. We've got Tyreek Hill and Kyler Murray on one side, and then we've got Justin Herbert, Devonta Smith, and Travis Kelsey on the other. So how do you feel about Jay Moneybags versus Team Kissing? Yeah, you know, ladder matches really are some of the best matches you can get on a pay-per-view. We'll see them, uh, you know, variants like the Money in the Bank match, uh, traditional ladder matches. Um, you know, all sorts of options there, and uh, it's no more perfect way to describe these two teams with all those options. Uh, you know, Team Kiss Cousins is currently one of my three playoff lots. Uh, so on one hand, I'm pulling for him. But on the other hand, uh, Jay Moneybags, uh, I call him Money. He's my boy. Um, he's got a solid squad, too, so I'm really torn there. Um, but ultimately, you know, Sam's going to make the playoffs. He's got to win the tight games. So I got to go with ESPN's projections on this one. And uh, I think uh, Kissing Cousins is going to come out on top this week. That's awesome, Daniel. You know, I'm going to have to side – uh, with Sam as well. Um, you know, he put Leonard Fournette into the starting lineup. Uh, so I'm excited to see some of the players that we've traded together 
perform with uh with sam hope it goes well well we got two more bouts left for tonight and there's some of the biggest ones everybody has been looking up at the ceiling all night because they've seen it they've seen it hanging there daniel they're waiting for it to just start to come down and as we hear it we hear the music drop and the lights start to shine Whoa. it's a hell in a cell fight Daniel. it's a hell in a cell <laughs> fight and we're here it's we're the <laughs> it's it's the big dogs folks this is a fight that, you know, we can't even uh, put on a Monday night. You can't even get a true, full, full regulated uh, match going in Hell in a Cell. Uh, usually it's all a bunch of kerfuffle, and it ends the show early. But this one's going to go between two and two anal fisters versus the one and three Sandusky shower. The reason I call it Hell in a Cell, Daniel, is because, you know, both of these acts are going to find yourself in jail uh, in most states. And uh, and that's where we find ourselves right here. We got a Hell in a Cell match between these two. Projected 110 to 89, but there's no defense at play currently for Sandusky Shower. I think he's going to be changing his lineup uh, before the weekend. Well, I think you're ends. looking at you were looking at what his roster was like on Wednesday. Yeah, uh, as stands on Sunday, you know his defense, the Rams. Uh, did go up against Seattle on Thursday, so we have to take that into account. Uh, right. Quinn's, Quinn's working with the old numbers here, guys. Forget yeah, that. yeah, yeah. We'll confirm that he did play the Rams for sure on Thursday, <laughs> even though they're sitting on his bench. Yeah, they were sitting on his bench. <laughs> a mere 24 hours before. Uh, but we just want to make sure. But yeah, I got to help him say, you know, two people caught inside, uh, inside each other. And uh, who you got winning? Yeah, you know. Who's getting out of here first? Derek Babb. Yeah, he's been a stalwart of success and consistency for a long time. And, uh, you know, big-time big, big time players make big-time plays. And I think he's going to he's gonna gut out a victory uh, despite recent acquisition, Samaj Pirai and slot, slotting into his RB2 position. I got, uh, yeah, I got Derek Babb in this one. I like it. Well, I hope this is going to be a well-worth-it fight. Everybody's been looking forward to it. But really, the top of the ticket, the the big headline of the night of this pay-per-view is going to be our world title fight, Daniel, between number one ranked Cross-Eyed Dilfer at 3-1 and one versus 3-1 and one Atlantic City Knockouts. That's Chase Vickery. Doesn't get any bigger than this. No, it doesn't. It doesn't get any bigger. You know, they're going to be talking about this when they're old men with no knees and, uh, you know, and colostomy bags and stuff. They're, they're going to remember yep. this fight. These two teams are tied along with Tristan Weaver at 3-1 and one and the top spot in the standings. ESPN gives Cross-Eyed Dilfer an 87% chance to make the playoffs. It's tops in the league. Chase is number two in that category with an 83% chance making the playoffs um so to the top dogs if you look at the final standings projections currently slated in the ray lewis league uh espn has cross-eyed dilfers finishing first and they have atlantic city knockouts strangely slotted at sixth currently in the final standings projections so curious how those two numbers don't quite align but regardless, we've got two championship-caliber players going head-to-head. Uh, the projections couldn't be closer. 117 to pop both squads. Quinn was the marquee matchup of the week for the Ray Lewis League. 
uh, who do you see coming away with the belt this weekend? You know, I got to pull for a guy with one of the highest winning percentages in uh, league history, and that's the Atlantic City Knockouts. I think that Josh Allen, you know, it's coming down to the ideas. Does Josh Allen go into Kansas City and light it up? And I am going to put my money this week on that he does. I don't know for sure, but I think that's something that's going to be big, and it's going to come down to uh, seeing if Lamar tomorrow night on Monday uh, can show up in the same uh, same way. Uh, but we'll have to see, Daniel. Who do you got? Yeah. Well, finally, we're going to disagree on one of these matchups. Uh, you know, in fantasy football, uh, nothing, nothing is given. Everything is earned. And I think that uh, Chase has been resting on his laurels for quite some time. And Cross-Eyed Dilford's ready to earn it this weekend. 3-1 start is going to become a 4-1 start. And he's looking ever closer, Scott King is, to the fourth lock in the playoff position. Uh, in my projection. So uh, as much as I love Chase, newborn father, all those good vibes. But yeah, just because your dad doesn't mean we're going to let you win the league this year. So uh, Chase, we'll see you at 3-2 and two next week, buddy. All right, so Daniel, tag team title, Hud the Stud or Johnsonville Brats? I picked Hud the Stud. I'm going to go with Johnsonville Brats. And then uh, Siren House, Purple Rain, inter- Intercontinental title. Yeah, I'm going to have to take Purple Rain on that one. Sorry, Andy. Yeah, we're both sitting on the same one there. And then uh, last but not least, Anal Fisters and Sandusky Sour. Who's getting out of the hell? Yeah, that one summer? I had, Anal Fisters. Mm-hmm. I think I had the same there in the conversation. That's right. So we'll see. Shout with, out, money. Yeah, so let's check with uh, the world title fight, Cross-Eyed Dilfer, our Buried Alive match, and the tag team title fight. That'll decide... Who gets to decide the segment next week? Can't wait. Can't wait for it. Well, Quinn, uh, as we've discussed many times, it is Sunday and I have to go to work. So is there anything you want to touch on before I got to uh, get going today? You know, you don't need to play your guys today. Just, uh, that's what that means. I just need to. Okay. No, fuck it, Daniel. You know what you need to do? Don't beat me. I need these wins. You know, I need what? this. I get it, man. I get My it. wife uh, left me. You. Yeah. 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 Shout out Z-Hud for keeping up with the storyline. You know, really appreciate the fandom. All right. Uh, you know, while we're doing shout outs, who else? Uh, you know, Robbie's friend, Patrick, that listens to podcasts. You know, good on you. Oh, you know what we can do now? We can do polls on Spotify. Daniel, what mm-hmm. should our poll be this week? Hey, remind me, yeah, we had money on the podcast last week, but who else did we have on the podcast last week? Was it Scott? Uh, yeah, Scott was here. Scott. Okay, so let's uh let's put it put it on the poll. Who do we want to have back in studio next week? Scott or Jay Money? Okay. Scott Make sure get back to us on Spotify and let us know who the listeners want to hear next week on the pod. And with that, I hope you've had a great day and that Thursday night football treated you well, as we all know what happened. Rams, Seahawks, that interdivisional battle always produces a a game worth talking about. I tell you, too, with Thursday night football, you just don't expect uh, 
much and the fact that we got something is worth noting mm-hmm. and you know in in the words of uh the great blade some motherfuckers always trying to ice skate up here happy sunday everybody we'll see you next week